Hello and welcome to today's podcast. You are listening to the interview section of the weekly sports piece. In this section, we talk with authors about the papers that we discuss on the podcast. Today, I am glad to have the opportunity to talk with Dr. Elizabeth Taylor. She is an assistant professor in the School of Sport, Tourism and Hospitality Management at Temple University in Philadelphia. She has published several sports management papers focusing on diversity, inclusion and workplace behavior. The Journal of Sports Management, the Journal of Higher Education Management and the Journal of Intercollegiate Sport are a few examples of journals she has published in. I am very happy and grateful that she found the time for this conversation. Elizabeth, welcome and thank you very much for making room for us. Thank you so much for having me today and highlighting this piece that I worked on with a couple of really awesome colleagues. Today, we will talk about the sports research and especially about your paper on the workplace behavior of employees in athletic departments. Before starting with your research, I would like to know a little bit more about Temple University and your daily life there. For example, I know Temple Owls has many teams in Division One. Do you follow some of these teams at the university? Yeah, absolutely. So my favorite things about being at a university like Temple is their athletic offerings. They have a ton of different men's and women's teams. They have some really unique sports, like they have fencing, they have rowing. I just this past weekend, we had homecoming. So I was able to go to our homecoming football game against Rutgers. So it's something that is so fun to get to see not only our students who are student athletes, perform and, and compete, but also our students who work in the athletic department as interns and graduate assistants. It's something that is so fun to get to watch. That is also something very unique about the university in the United States, these student athletes and how they develop is really interesting. Let's talk now a little bit about research. We have recently discussed your paper about the work and family balance of employees in athletic departments in the United States. This paper was published in a sports management review, and I wanted to ask you, how did you come up with this research idea? Yeah, so this project was actually part of a larger data set. So Matt Hummel and I, um, Matt Hummel's at the University of Cincinnati, we've been collecting data on employee experiences for a number of years now. So what we do is we attempt to survey Everyone who works in college athletics, all the employees, we have a data set that has up over 30,000 people in it now. We just go to their websites, collect the email addresses. It's really tedious, but we've gotten some great research samples out of it. And so we collected this data on a number of different variables, workaholism, burnout, work-family conflict, and my advisor when I got my master's degree, Rosemary Ward, she and I were talking about all the data we had, and she was kind of asking questions about what has been done before, what types of analyses have you conducted on this literature or on this research, what types of variables have been used before. And in explaining it to her, she suggested that we use a new type of analysis, a latent profile analysis, which essentially what it does is it creates groups based on responses to different variables. So things like levels of workaholism or levels of work-family conflict, regardless of demographic variables. 
She is a statistical genius. It was so above my head as she was kind of telling me about this, but that's really where the idea came from was to just use a new analysis to look at data that we've been studying for a number of years, but to see it in a new way. You mentioned now your colleagues. You wrote this paper together with Rosemary Ward, Matt Hamill, and Lindsay Darwin. Do you usually work together with them? Yes, like I mentioned, Rosemary Ward was my master's thesis advisor, and she is someone who I have been working with for over 10 years now. She is someone who I love to learn from. Like I mentioned, she is a statistics wizard, and so anytime I have a question about stats, she's my go-to person. She is in the health psychology field, so we don't get to collaborate as often as I would like, but she is someone who I just have really enjoyed getting to work with for a number of years. And then Matt Hummel and I connected a couple of years ago because of our shared research interest in college sports specifically. And so he and I do a lot of our research together. So we have a couple publications in Journal of Sport Management, in European Sport Management Quarterly, in Sport Management Review, looking specifically at these issues related to workplace behaviors and employee experiences. And then Lindsay and I have worked on a couple of pieces specifically about gender, women in the sport industry. So they are folks who I commonly write with and some of my favorite people to write with and, and learn from. That sounds fun. I would also like to know a little bit more about the story behind the paper. You have already mentioned the sample size that you have, which was amazing more than 30,000 employees, if I'm not mistaken. But I wanted to ask you, what was the most challenging part of this paper for you? Yeah, so something that was challenging was bringing in a new analysis and ensuring that we were thoroughly explaining it for folks who maybe don't know as much about stats or folks who do more qualitative research. So trying to help our audience understand why what we were doing was unique and why it was meaningful and really driving new knowledge creation within the field. I think anytime you use a more sophisticated analysis, that's something that you really have to work through is how to help folks who are reading it understand in the most basic sense what you're doing and what the terms and the different tests mean. And can you tell us something that you really enjoy while working on this paper? Perhaps this challenge. Yeah, so I think working with a large sample size is always really enjoyable. So we ended up, we surveyed 30,000 people and then ended up with over 4,000 responses. So thinking about having that much data really helps us understand an issue and how we can generalize that data to our larger population. That's something that I think within sport, we sometimes struggle getting enough people to fill out a survey because it's hard to reach them. They're so busy. You know, if you're talking about athletes, they're a very protected group of individuals. So really reaching that many people and hearing their stories is something that I just really enjoy with this line of research. Your paper focuses on how different groups, for example, women and men, perceive the conflict between family and work. I think this is extremely interesting because we all can relate to this. And it is also quite striking to think about how these perceptions may change depending on where you live, your education, and perhaps even your friends. In your paper in the US, you do find that men self-report higher levels of work-family conflict and that children exacerbate this conflict. How do you think future sports research can help understand this type of conflict in the workplace better? 
Yeah, so I think we're starting to kind of see a shift in some of the workplace experiences of employees. So going through COVID, we had a really stark shift. All of a sudden, we're working from home, right? And that's not something that the sport industry was really ever open to. And there are some reasons for that, right? You can't take tickets from your home office. You have to be at the venue, right? You can't coach a competition from your couch. You have to actually be there on the field or on the court. But I think we're going to see some shifts in remote work opportunities, potentially some hybrid opportunities for employees, which I think will alleviate some of the work-family conflict. So thinking about things like you might not have to commute or you might not need as much childcare or you might not have as many late nights or early mornings, something like that. So I think that future research is going to really benefit from looking at things that are coming out of COVID and that are sticking around and how those are either helping or hindering experiences of employees. Because we also know through COVID, People were working from home with kids. I have a three-month-old who's sleeping upstairs right now, and I can tell you that it's not as easy as it seems to hold meetings and parent a child at the same time. So uh, while there are some challenges that are going to be alleviated, new challenges are popping up every day. So I think just thinking through the future of work and what workplaces look like as we move forward is something that's going to be really fruitful for researchers. I know you have published papers about perceptions of diversity and inclusion, belonging, gender microaggressions, and that you mainly use sports to understand these issues. I personally like very much the line of workaholism that you have also analyzed in some of your research. So I'm now curious about the papers you have in progress. What can we expect to read from you in the next few months? Yeah, that's a great question. I have a couple papers that I'm really excited about that will hopefully be coming out in the next couple of months. I have a paper under second review right now that's on retention. So thinking about overwork climate and the impacts on employee turnover. I have a, another paper that's under a second review about coaches who have voluntarily left the college coaching industry. And then I'm working on a couple projects specifically with Matt Hummel, looking at the experiences of employees and their partners. So how does working in college athletics not only impact the employee, but also impact their family and actually talking to their family, which has been something that I didn't know we would ever get the opportunity to do, but it was so fun. We talked to 25 couples So we did 50 interviews, and that's probably the piece I'm most excited about getting out in the next couple months. That sounds fun, indeed. We will keep following your updates. Elizabeth, we have reached the end of the interview. I hope you had a good time. Thank you very much for visiting our podcast. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Wonderful. This is everything for today's interview. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Bye for now. <laughs>